the most important thing for you is to chill. Is that right? It, some people, when they say, oh, I'm chilling, it sounds like you're not doing anything, but it's really about chilling all the time, no matter what you're doing. It's the one thing that nobody can take from me. You can't make me not chill. You can't make me chill more. Um, it's mine. It's me and God. Mm. So the question is, it's like, what allows you to be successful? You know, friends may say, hey, you know, I noticed you're a lot more calmer. How did you get that way? I always am cringing because I'm like, if I say this and mm. I probably won't end up doing it, you know, for a while. So I'm very cautious about that. Is that because like what's happening inside in a way, in the internal work, it's holy. All right, here we are today. Vyasa, welcome, my good friend. Thanks for taking the time to be here. Uh, let me read a little bit about you and we'll jump right in. So Vyasa Smith is an integral yoga teacher. He currently lives at Sachidananda Ashram Yogaville and serves as the Yogaville Academy administrator. He enjoys traveling, hiking, and studying yogic scripture, yana yoga specifically. So, hey, thanks hey, for taking the time. <laughs> no problem, Avi. Glad to do it. Yeah, we've been talking about doing this for uh, a little <laughs> while now, I would say. So, finally, the time has come. Finally. <laughs> All right. So, here's here's the first question that I have for you. Mm -hmm. It's something that we, we talk about a lot, and I know it's a, a priority for you. Uh, what do you say that? That, that chilling, relaxing is your top priority. Like the most important thing for you is to chill. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Chilling to me. I mean, when you say it, some people, when they say, oh, I'm chilling, it sounds like you're not doing anything, but it's really about chilling all the time, no matter what you're doing. And so that's really what I mean when I say, oh, I'm chilling. Um, any other thing I say, like I, I tried to use other things, but it just didn't ex show or express how I really felt. So, but the chilling word really does it. So yeah, chilling all the time. So what does that word mean to you? Well, chilling is just chilling. I mean, you're relaxed, but still doing things, you know, whether it be work, your responsibilities, whatever it is in life that you have to do, you want to be chilling while you do it. And so I've said that that word ever since I was, or that phrase, I should say, ever since maybe I was 20, 21. And um, it's just stuck. It's stuck with me. And so, yeah, chilling to me just means relaxing and also not caring whether or not somebody thinks you're chilling too much. You know, you may be saying often enough times they say I'm chilling and people think, oh, you're not busy. You don't have anything to do. And that's not the case. Um I'm usually doing stuff, but I like to be chilling. So yeah, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> so even uh, I think what, one of the things you're saying is like, it's like on a deeper level, the, um, you know, how you relate to, to other people. So like a part of the chilling is like not really caring if someone else thinks that you're doing enough or what you're doing. Like that's like a, a deeper level of maybe acceptance, relaxation. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, also, you could even take it a step further, Avi, and the chilling is more on the inside. It's not really an outward appearance. It's not, you know, meant for that anyway. In my mind, I always take it internally. I, I'm chilling internally. I'm trying not to get excited. I'm trying to keep myself calm. 
Um, and so on a deeper level, that also means that for me. And why is that so important to you? Because for me internally, it's the one thing that nobody can take from me. You can't make me not chill. You can't make me chill more. Um, it's mine. It's me and God's. Mm. And so you can't take that from me, no matter what happens on the outside, no matter what anybody does to me. Um, that chilling phrase sets that bar for me. Um, yeah. And so I like saying it a lot, but also for that reason, um, you can't take mm. it from me. So, yeah, I like that. I love that you said that, that it's mine. You can't take it from, from me. It's mine. Is that, would you even say it's almost like a birthright? Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I think it's a birthright, just like me being black is, you know, like you, you can't take it from me. I'm not changing it no matter what you do to me or what happens or what circumstances I come under. Um, I'm chilling. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like that for me. It almost feels like the equivalent of what Swami Satyadananda says about maintaining your peace above all else. Like, that's what I'm, I'm hearing you say. Do you also like equate it? equate that to maintaining your peace? Yes, I do. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, I'm chilling, I'm at peace. Um, and it kind of sounds corny when you say I'm at peace. If people are like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm at <laughs> peace. <laughs> um, <laughs> so language. yeah, yeah. Language. So, uh, yeah, the chilling part, um, I equate with such and always maintain your peace. And that's really what I'm trying to do. When I say that to people, you know, I'm chilling or they ask me, it's really for me, it's not about letting them know how I'm doing. It's reminding myself that I'm mm. chilling, stay calm, stay chilling. Um, so it's always, it's a reminder for me. Um, as much as I say it out loud, it's just to remind me mm. as well. What, what helps you be successful in doing that? Well, prayer, I will tell you, mm. um, Prayer throughout the day doesn't really matter what time. I don't care what time it is. I just do it whenever I feel the need. Um, I guess, yeah, I, that question is, you know, repeat that question again to me, Avi. I just want to make sure. Like what, what allows you to be successful in your chilling in maintaining your peace? Like what, what, what helps, like what I'm hearing you say is like you've, you've elevated this to like the top shelf of priority. And then we've right. talked about this before. It's like, this is my like number one priority is to be in this uh, relaxed, peaceful state, right? So now, now I know what my intention is, but uh, getting there, uh, practicing that is a different thing. So the question is, is like, what allows you to be successful Doing in that. meeting that, that intention? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would have to say a lot of it is the mind, you know, I'm a Yana yoga yogi, you know, at heart. And I really, really like that path. And, you know, being successful at those things or, you know, chilling or keeping that peace to be successful at it, you really have to watch the mind is what I want to say. You really do. It, it doesn't seem like you, like people do, but I, I think that people do it more than they know. And I would have to say to do it consciously. I mean, it's, yeah, it's everything. I, I guess the prayer in the morning or whenever you want to do it um, keeps you successful at that um, level. 
there's many other things I'm trying to think of. I don't want to just make anything up, but yeah. But if I can just pause there, because I think what you said is, is amazing about watching the mind, right? Like that might be the most important thing, at least from my perspective, right? Like just to watch, watch the mind. Um, Is that what yana yoga is about? Is observing the mind, would you say, or how, how would you define what yana yoga is? Yeah. Yana yoga for me, you know, is observing the mind. Um, Just, looking at, not necessarily looking at the thoughts, but watching the thoughts, you know, something comes into your mind and do I need that? Or don't I need that? I mean, it's always that constant type of thinking. Um, if you like, if you're into it like that. Um, and that's what it means to me to observe the, the mind or be aware. Um, it's just an all day thing. Um, especially when it's negative, you know, that's really when I think a lot of us really watch the mind when we start noticing it coming up with negative things like I don't like this person. I don't want to do this thing or whatever it may be. Um, when it's negative, it really pops out when, with the positive things, it's very hard, (laughs) you know, everything's going Mm. well and great, but when it's negative things, um, I think it's easier for me to, to, to practice the chilling. Um, because I'm like, wait, yeah, go ahead. What an interesting point that I think you're bringing up. I've never heard anyone say that before in terms that it's actually easier to watch the mind when I'm experiencing maybe negative emotions as opposed to positive emotions. That, because my initial reaction was, well, that it's, it's more challenging, right? Because like I'm deep in it and, it and it's hard and therefore I don't want to watch what's, what's going on. But I, I think the point that you're making is, is really important too, because when I'm in a positive state of being right often, I'm just, I'm so happy that I'm in the positive state. Like I'm not looking to why am I like what's happening in there. And maybe there's more benefit actually to observing myself in a positive state so that I can learn, well, what factors cause me to be in a positive state. And then by being aware of those factors, perhaps I can replicate them if that's my goal to be in more of a positive state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, watching the mind, you're absolutely right. Watching the mind is all of it, you know, the good and the bad, but it's a lot easier when it's negative. Um, Yeah. The positive too, but yeah. So in short, Avi, I would just say that it's just a constant thing and it's nothing that you can do this type of what I'm saying here, watching the mind. It's not like you do it for a week and okay, you've got it. Like this is years going on where you're just constantly, and you may not be able to do anything about it, but just watch it. But it's, it's years. And I don't want to say it takes everyone years, but the mind is so slick and trick that you really, it, it takes years to even catch up to what it's doing to you after you've been observing and you're like, Oh my goodness, this is what is going on. Like, wow. And yeah, so it, it, it's a process. It's not a, you know, I'll do it tonight and I'll be good, or I only do it, you know, <laughs> it's years and years of just doing it. Um, Maybe a lifetime. The mind. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it appears lifetime because I don't see any end in sight. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. The, the observation, just being aware more and more I'm, I'm, I'm becoming interested in just like, what are the effects of that? It's like often like, I want to know what I'm going to do with that. Like, okay, now I'm aware, like I need, need to solve this problem, but I'm, I'm having more and more in trust in just like what the effect will be. If I'm aware, if I can be aware, then 
there'll just be a ripple effect that comes from that awareness. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. It definitely makes sense. I I agree with that 100%. Um, and it's that right there that goes on in my mind throughout the day. It's that line of questioning, that why or, you know, and going deeper into it. Sometimes, um, yeah, it, it, it's that process. What we're doing right now is exactly the process that I would do on my own, in my mind. Okay, why are you feeling this way? Did you eat right? Did you sleep enough? You know, you go through all the things that are that you're supposed to do that are healthy for you. And you're like, okay, no, I haven't been exercising. And no, I haven't been drinking enough water. So let me do that first. And then let's come back to see how I feel. Do I still feel upset? Do I still feel the same way about a situation? And that is a part of yana yoga, I think, as well, um, doing that. And I think we all do that to some degree. So um, that's wonderful. But yeah, it's... It's a process and there's many ways. And that's what I want to say, Avi. There's many ways of doing it. You know, it doesn't have to just be prayer and then being silent. Um, There's just so many ways that you can observe the mind. And that's, and and going back to what I said earlier, that's mine. You can't take that from me. You know, I imagine that's what Mandela was thinking. Like, okay, I'm in prison, but I've got my mind and Mm. I've got God. And so you can't take that. I can you know, understand things more in solitude, you know, than you can uh, when you're busy. And so, yeah, that's really what it means to me. And that subject is just what I hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. What I hear you saying a little bit is like, no one can take away the process of our own internal work. Yes, exactly exactly no one and no one can judge it not you know no one can say you're not doing it you don't know no one knows what somebody is doing and you know judging it from the outward appearance doesn't tell you anything you would have to literally have a conversation with someone like we are now speaking sitting down and getting to know a person you're not going to be that that's why i like it so much that yana yoga because you can't tell whether I'm doing it or not on an outward, maybe how I treat you or how I act may be something different, but it's not an appearance thing. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I like that. I really relish that. That makes me happy because I feel, and we talk about it, Satchananda talks about it. You know, when you tell people what you're doing, as far as your internal work, your spiritual work, it seems like the moment you say it out loud, what you're doing and how you're practicing it falls away. Like then maybe that day you don't Mm. do it. You know what I mean? You're like, crap. I told everybody that I was, you know, (laughs) doing this and now I'm not doing it. And and it's just, and that for me always happens. Every time I reveal my inner true um, spirituality, my, you know, revealing to somebody, oh, this is what I do. And I don't know, for me, it ruins it. (laughs) Like, it's like Mm. that it's like um, the bond between the spirit and me is broken because now I'm telling people what I'm doing and it's no longer just me and God. It's this person and that person who knows. And now they're watching me at noon every day to see if I meditate, you know? And it's like, it just ruins it. So, yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to reiterate what you said there, that the bond between me and spirit is broken. For a little bit. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to mean permanently because, you know, it's never, right, it's right, never it's like never that, yeah. but um, then I have to get back on it. And the, the way that I do that, like I said, the bond between me and God is just between me and God. I don't explain it to anybody, but 
when you do, you know, friends may say, hey, you know, I noticed you're a lot more calmer. How did you get that way? I always am cringing because I'm like, if I say this and mm. I probably won't end up doing it, you know, for a while. So I'm very cautious about that, telling people. Does it matter the reason why we're sharing it with other people? Does this have an effect? And what I mean by that, it's like two, two options stand out in my, in my head. It's like sometimes when I'm telling other people what's happening, you know, for me inside, I, it, it's about maybe being impressive. And it's probably like that more of the time. And when that is like, maybe the goal is that to, to make myself look good or trying to manipulate myself to be seen in a positive light. I, I couldn't agree more that something there is broken and lost. That's been my experience too. When I, when I do that, but if it's, if it's genuinely coming from a place of, of sharing it as service to someone else, like I'm, why am I speaking these words? If I'm speaking it to them, because I think maybe it could be a useful tool for them to investigate um, that perhaps that would have a different effect. What do you think about that? I, and I'm glad that you went a step further in this conversation because then as a Yana Yogi, then I stop and observe what the, when the, when a person is asking me, Hey, what are you doing differently? If I talk to that person on a regular basis, if they're close with me, we've shared conversations in our lives. I feel less like it's, you know, me just blabbing it out because it's a friend who wants to know. And, you know, um, so I think you're right. Uh, it depends on how it's helping someone. I don't, I'll put it this way to make it very simple. I'm not, I don't like, and I'm not in the business of telling people what I'm doing. If you come and ask me, and I feel it's genuine because it's me that you're asking. And if I feel it's genuine, I usually go more in depth, like we are talking now. And I'll say that, you know, and go on and on. But um, yeah, it's very, it, it's a tough situation. That is very tough when it comes to deciding when you should reveal what you do and when you shouldn't. And it's situational. It's, yeah, it's really situational. Because if someone's energy. just, yeah, it's energy. If someone, like you said, Avi, if someone's coming to me, they're distraught, you know, and they're wondering, wait a minute, you seem so calm. Tell me, you know, of course, you know, I'm, I want to help. And so I'll say it. But if it's just leisurely, we're in a group and we're talking, we're eating at lunch and everybody's going around the table talking about their practice. I don't like that. And I ain't going to mm. be the one to participate in it. I don't like it. I ain't telling you nothing. And not just for conversation. There you go. Not just for conversation purposes. To help, yes, when someone really needs it or in distress, but not just to talk about. Like, no, I don't like it and I don't do it. <laughs> and is that because, like, what's happening inside in a way, in the internal work, it's holy, right? Like, what we're doing inside, like, our relationship with God, is it's, it's a holy it's a holy thing, right? So that that's what I'm hearing you say a little bit. It's like, it doesn't feel appropriate maybe to just, you know, like you said, just be throwing this stuff out and, you know, um, in, in conversation while, while we're eating and uh, not identifying that what we're talking about here really uh, maybe calls for um, a certain amount of, of respect in a way yeah. and attention. Yeah, definitely. And on an intimate level, I'll tell you, and I've heard this many times in spiritual communities and places um, and in books that I've read, that it's like um, when you reveal 
your personal work that you do with the Lord and your that kind of thing, it's almost as if, um, you know, you're you're telling people about it. It, it takes some of that energy away. That I don't know how to describe it, but it, it feels like it takes that energy away. Um, all that striving, all that work that you're doing internally, and when you just speak about it, you know, in normal circumstances, it just it feels like it's not as strong mm. in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it depends. You know, I, th- I, I think what you're saying is, is really, really important. So what I think about is, is, is the person open, right? Like, are they, is their heart open to, to receive? And this is really like the art of life and sensing that like, okay, here's this person here. It's like, are they in a place where, where, where they're really open to receiving what it is I'm going to share right now. And if that feels right, you know, I will, but this happens to me all the time when I'm having conversations now. It's like, I know someone's not paying attention to what I'm saying. Like they're multitasking or, or doing whatever it is. I just stop. I just, I, I just stop. I'm like, why, why am I speaking to you right now? Like you're not listening to us. I'm not going to continue talking, you know, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Um, and I think it's also, you know, if I was to be honest with you, it's also so a, um, a personal thing like it's for me it's i don't know it's more personal because i don't know i don't know how to put that it's just more personal to me to do it that way than any other way for me um i just don't for me as a person i don't like to reveal what i'm doing as far as internal work and really for anything like until it's done i really don't like mentioning it and i've noticed sometimes i do and i'm like oh i told people the thing you know like let's say you're going for a job and yeah i'm gonna apply for this job and i'm gonna and then maybe you find out a little more about the job and you're like no i don't want to do that well you done told everybody (laughs) you know what you're doing (laughs) so you know like you're gonna get the job and now you don't want it you know so it's it's like that you know with spirituality it's you know you tell everybody yeah i've been meditating every day for over six months and i'm an avid and then that one day you know, they see you not meditating and it's like, crap, I look like a liar or, you know what I mean? And I being in spiritual places or wherever and just life, you know, you learn to just keep your mouth shut until the task is done. (laughs) Um, And in this spiritual type of world that we're doing, you know, work that we're doing, the work usually never gets done. So it's like, just keep your mouth shut. (laughs) So just keep your mouth shut because the thing that you mentioned that you shouldn't do, you know, people say, Oh, I'm not having a good time. And it's like, well, did you meditate today? And you're like, no, but did you meditate today? Like you as the person asking, did you do that today? You know? And oh, so you did it for a week straight. Now, you know, so much about it, you know? So that's why I like keeping my mouth shut about the practices. Um, Unless like we talked about somebody needs help. It's like considering this, uh, this relationship that we have with other people and, uh, I've been thinking about like, it's really not my, my job to impress you. <laughs> like, that's really, it's really not my job to do that. <laughs> right. It's just not. And you feel like you do sometimes, you know, cause you, you want to be there for people. You don't want people to think, oh, he's useless or you're useless. Um, but as you go through this process, you realize, I don't care if you think I'm useless. Like, 
that is irrelevant. Like I'm here with God and that's all that matters. Um, my thoughts are with God majority of the day, if you can try. Um, and so that goes away. The need to please is what it comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to please you. I want to make sure that you get enough information from me that you're satisfied. And it's like, oh, if you didn't, then you didn't like, I don't know what to tell you. And I think that's a part of spiritual maturity as well as do your best, but if they didn't like it, oh, well, like there's nothing else, you, you know, more you could do, you could, and what would you do more? You know what I mean? To impress them. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I, I, I strongly feel that way about um, our spirit, my spiritual practice and what we do. So yeah, it's good. Do you observe that you've that you've grown uh, since your time here? You've been here what at least four years, spent right four or five years at the living at the ashram. Yeah, so I arrived in 2016, and then I left for about maybe nine, ten months, and then I came back 2017, and I've been here ever since. So I was here yeah. for eight months in 2016, then I left, and then came back and. I've been here. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm basically doing that asking you, you know, yeah. like the more personal question for you to describe yes. something that yes. maybe you don't really want to talk want about. To do, right. uh, <laughs> That's okay. but, but, but I say it more from like a place of like, Curiosity. like your relationship with yourself, you know, like your like, <clears throat> because I, I'm very interested in positive reinforcement, not as like a delusion, but just in reality, like is the truth that you've, changed a lot and grown a lot since your time. Like, is, is that the truth? And if it is like to acknowledge it, because by acknowledging it, my goal is to keep growing, I would say, right. Like the goal is to keep growing. So by acknowledging growth in a way that positive reinforcement, will that lead to more growth by giving myself like encouragement, like, Oh, okay. Like you've done a lot of good stuff and there's more to go and keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I wouldn't agree, disagree with that statement. It's you definitely grow and you, I think the biggest growth part is for me. And I think for some people too, is realizing that it's not just in the place that you learned are, you know, your spiritual things, you know, how to be or whatever. Um, it's everywhere. You can do that everywhere. It's nice to learn it at a certain spot. Um, and it's okay if you stay at that spot. That's not a problem. It's thinking that it's only here or wherever you, you started. You know what I mean? Thinking, oh, if I go anywhere else, it won't be the same. And it's like, no, you are the thing that makes it what it is. And so I've learned that a lot here. That's been probably the number one theme is it's everywhere. Don't be afraid to go outside your community and think that, you won't be able to have the same thought process, the same attitude that you do when you're at a spiritual place. Sometimes it happens, but um, that's up to you as the individual uh, to keep practicing after you leave a spiritual place like this and to keep going. Um, and if you need a refresher, that's cool too. Everybody gets a refresher and comes back. And I think that's great too, but just know that it's everywhere with you. And so it, that's helped a lot that, that mindset has helped me to be okay with wherever I'm at in the world and for whatever reason. And so I'm glad for that. I'm very, very thankful to Guru, to 
teachers around the world, teachers here at the ashram, um, I'm very, very happy that I learned that. And that's something that I can't give back to this place. I can't do enough. I can't volunteer enough. I can't give you enough presence. I can't serve you enough in the way that it has served me as a place, not as individuals, but as a place as a whole. What they've given me a knowing of myself, a more in-depth knowing of myself, there's no way I can repay that back. And the only way, the best way I think that I can do that is by having that perception, having that mindset of I'm godly wherever I go um, and, and doing right by the next person um, who comes along wanting the same type of help or guidance. Um, so yeah, that that's something that I just, I'm so thankful for. I can't even give words to it. That's how grateful I am. Like I'm completely overjoyed with that knowing. Just slip something in there. (laughs) I think, I think it's huge. I'm godly wherever I go. I'm godly wherever I go. So that's a powerful statement to feel that I am godly, right? That you are godly. So do you, do you feel that about yourself that you are godly? Yeah, but not in the sense of like, oh, I'm godly and look, you know, not like Better that. than anyone else. That we're, yeah, all, we're yeah. all godly. Right? Yeah. We, we all are. We're all yeah. godly. Um, I say that because the reason, yeah, the reason why I chose those words and the reason why I say that is because there are moments when I'm not meditating, when I'm not trying to be, I don't know how to put it, yogic. Um, and there, it's still there. Um, the conversation with God is still there. The the wondering of why is this or why is that um, is still there. And so that's why I say that like, oh, I'm, I can be godly wherever. Like it's in here. It's all in here. It's not out here. And to, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I hope that answered that. That, that, that does. Yeah. I love the point that you're making here kind of about the vehicle of not getting to it. So it's, it feels like it's a little bit of a trap. I think Gurudev talks about this trap too, that you get attached to the vehicle that connect that that was helpful in connecting you with with the source. Um, right. It's a little bit of a, a, a an illusion. Um, you know, Gurudev speaks about the signpost, right? The the honoring the signpost. So like the destination is is Boston, and you see a sign that says Boston, you know, 200 miles away, and you start at, at, and going to Boston is what you want to do. You had a great experience when you, when you, when you go to Boston, like famous connection with the God, it's so God. So what do you do? You, you start praying to the signpost itself. So, and I think he relates that to, to, um, to scriptures and books and maybe the Bible, right? So it's like the Bible have the ability to connect you with, with God, with, with source, with a higher, a, a higher way of being. And that's a wonderful, wonderful, amazing thing. But instead of just working like what you're talking about between my direct connection with that source that I have access to, instead, I'm going to feel that I need the Bible to get me there. When the truth is, you don't really need the Bible. Everything is the Bible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't agree with you more. It's exactly like that. It's It's exactly like that. I just... We, I think, as a human, as human beings, just I think you need it to start off with, and for however long you do need it for. But there is that certain something where you now know how to—I don't know how to put it—access it. 
And it could be through the questioning, yana yoga. It could be through meditation. It can be through hatha yoga. You know what I mean? But you now know, um, I think at a certain point, uh, for me at least, I now know how to access it, you know, without having to do a whole bunch of stuff to get there. You know, um, gratitude is one. Like, thank you, God. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have anything else to say, because if I say anything else, then we go down this, you know, <laughs> uh, how do I get it and why don't I have it? And so just thank you. Just that's it. That's mm. all I've got for you. And if you can get there on your own, not I don't want to say on your own, because we all need each other to get there. But if you can access it like that and tap into it and start to feel love and uh, compassion for yourself and for others, then that that's it. And if you do that through hatha or meditation, that's great. However you do it is perfect. It's wonderful. Um, but it makes you more confident knowing that you can tap into that, whether you're in a dingy apartment, a wonderful apartment, um, wherever you're at, you know, you can get there and it only takes a moment. And so, yeah, I like that a lot. And that's what it means to me. I don't need someone to... There's no more, it used to be, but now there's no more needing of guidance in a sense of running to someone to say, help me, help me. How do I get connected again? Like, you know how to get connected. You're just not doing it, you know? (laughs) 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 I love that. Like, yeah, you know how to do just practice. And just right, just, like you don't know anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what to do now. So, and like I was telling you earlier, this place helped me with that. Um, Satchitananda Ashram helped me with that. And like I said, that's nothing that you can give back. Like that's that's amazing to me that there's no way I could show enough gratitude or do enough things to to show you my appreciation. Like, but to do right in the world to do right. Mm. You know, that's the only thing you can do is just do right. And yeah, I find that that's just incredible to me because I'm a service kind of guy. And I think a lot of us are, we want to serve people. We want to do well for people. And when you come to a point where you're like, I don't know how to thank you for this. Like, (laughs) this is amazing. (laughs) Like, I just don't know what to say. Like, wow. Um, So yeah. Mm. Mm. The thank you. Uh, I want to ask you about that. Uh, the connection with gratitude and and really, really just feeling thank you. Um, do you do you think that this is kind of in in rare supply, like in the world, like generally speaking, where there's not a lot of this like really feeling like thank you for the experience of of our lives going on that there's. Uh, maybe a lot of focus on on what's wrong and, and fixing problems as opposed to attention on, on just saying thank you and feeling that if I'm doing that, I'm doing part of the work that if, 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 if everyone shifted towards more of an attitude of, of being grateful that the, the world, the ripple effect from that would maybe fix a lot of the problems. Uh, yeah, I, oh, of course. I think, you know, anytime you're thankful um, for anything that you have in your life, uh, I think it could definitely change the world. Um, gratitude can totally change it, even if it was just once a day. Um, I think we just all get wrapped up in our lives and you miss those thank yous. And uh, to mention on that point, you know, it's not every time that I say thank you that 
you get there. You get to that connection and you're there. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. It it's it could be some days and some moments, it's just thank you, God. And that's it. And then I go back to doing whatever. Um, it doesn't have to be, and I think that's what what you're talking about as far as the world and doing that. I think a lot of people don't do it as often, in my opinion, um, because they want that feeling like, you know, like if you're prayer, if you're in deep prayer, you start getting the, that love, that compassion feeling um, and whatever else you do. But sometimes the thank you is just to thank you, like just thank you. And then you move on and keep going throughout your day to the God, to the source with internal. I mean, um, and maybe that's what, and I think that sometimes is all that you can give and all that is needed. Um, it doesn't have to be this, thank you, God, and oh, for all, for the food, and you know, for every, you know, I, you know, it's, it's not like that. It's, uh, it's a recognition of something higher than you. Uh, it's a, it's a respect. It's a love. It's, it's that. It's all the combinations of treating something with kindness and love. And some days, you know, I just want to say thank you and some days you don't you want to be like you know there are many days that i'm like i don't know what i'm saying thank you for but i know it's coming like you know i know it's deserved i know that the thank you like i don't have to wonder like what am i thankful about no you need just be thankful like so that's how i wanted to tell you i think that we in this world are always looking for that feeling and if what we do doesn't give you that feeling then you think it's pointless and I don't think that at all. I just, I don't, I don't know why. No, I do know why I don't think that because I've experienced it. Um, one day you may be doing Hatha and you don't feel anything from Hatha, but the next day you do. Like, I don't know what to say. It's, that's how it is. You're not always going to get a good feeling from. Is this, is this the reason to chill? <laughs> because yes. we're just on this ride. So just like stop yeah. analyzing it so yeah. much. Like, okay, it was a good day of yoga. It was a bad day of yoga. Like whatever it is, just like, I am going to be on this ride and just notice as much as possible what's happening along the ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the ride that hence the chilling part. Like you said, like there's so many times where you're not satisfied with what you've done or, you know, what you're doing. You're like, I know I could be better, but it's like, you know, okay, well then do better and then just leave it alone, drop it. Um, and yeah, I think I, I do believe that, uh, approaching it this way, I believe that approaching it this way for me has allowed me to relax for me, um, and not be so tense in doing things or trying to, you know, be the number one person for that person. Um, you know, just trying, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm talking in circles here, but there's a confidence. There's a level of when you're in your own thing and you're doing your practice consistently, there's just this whole level of confidence. Like, and I'm going to put it very, you know, relaxed, like, but it's a, I don't care what you think about me. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a God loves me. I'm loved. Like, I don't care what you are disappointed in, what you, it's irrelevant. God loves me. And I know that. And as long as you know that, you can proceed in whatever you do. And for me and for others like yourself, it's meditation, it's hatha, it's yana yoga. Um, whatever gets you there, man, if it's crocheting, if it's, you know, rowing, whatever gets you there, that's your way of getting there. And that's that's your boat. You know, they say, you know, to get across, you know, you need a vehicle, something, you know, 
And then you have to drop that something. So at some point you'll have to drop the thing that gets you there, but you'll know that when you get there. Um, and that's just all there is to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of back to what we we're talking about with the vehicle. Yeah, the vehicle can, can be honored. That's what I'm, I'm hearing too. Like the vehicle is a wonderful, a wonderful thing. It's not to be belittled, but the vehicle is not, is not everything. Right. Yeah, it's not everything. And we see it all the time. I mean, I've seen, you've seen it too, like people who are sick as a dog, you know, just sick, you know, and internally, outwardly, they've got lesions on them or something, but there's still that thing there that's there with them that, you know, they still treat people good, you know, um, even despite all their crap. Um, yeah, it's amazing. The vehicle is amazing. But going back to what you're talking about, it's like not, not, not letting other people shake you in a way, their impressions of you. Like hmm. what I hear a little bit is, is like the sense of like wholeness and my, like, I, I just am what I am. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I got so sick and tired of all of this, like judging myself like you know how good am i and comparing to other people and all that it's like what social media the game of that is all the you know it's just trying to boost ourselves up because maybe this sense of wholeness and completeness you know that's not there so because i don't i don't believe it i get swayed really easily you know jerking back and forth um so is that what you're talking about a little bit is like this this relationship with yourself is getting to this place of of wholeness and then from that place now I can be on the ride. Now I can be a lot more successful with my chilling because I, I'm just a human being. Like there's nothing to take too seriously about who Vyasa is, right? It just is. Yeah, just is. That's It's exactly right. It it takes some time, but yeah, to get to that point, um, it, it, it's free and liberating to, and I don't, I don't want to say it's any special way of being, but um, if you can get to that, that's freaking, that's where you want to be. Like that, that's it, man. And that's how children are, you know, from the start, they don't question, yeah. you know, who they're, they're, oh, this is just how I am. And then this weird thing happens, I think, where now we yeah. get to question our own, our own value. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, you know, cause you see, I think, cause you see other people who kind of are in the same situation, but you look at them and they're doing much better, you know, in your mind, you're like, God, mm. they're doing so much better than what I'm doing. Like I should get, you know, be like them. And no, you shouldn't be like them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You should be yourself and maybe incorporate some things. Like for me, I'll give you an example. I've been a procrastinator a lot of my life. Um, and, but when it comes to certain things, I'm on it. So it's like, for me, I had to really forgive myself for being a procrastinator. Um, because, you know, when there are things that need to be done, I'll get it done. But sometimes I'm a procrastinator and being okay with that took a lot of time. It took, okay, you're a procrastinator. Could you do better? Yeah, but this is what it is right now. <laughs> like, you know, and you call it a day and you just do better than you did before. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of that. Uh, you see other people that you think, man, they've got it together. And you're like, oh, okay, so I should go do that. And that's what gets you like that, that you were saying that gets you going, oh my goodness, what should I be doing? You know, and you're all over the place because you're trying to follow someone else's roadmap to, to yourself. And that's not going to work. You know what I mean? Um, and so when you look at that, it helps you like, oh, 
I do like some of those things that that person's doing and I can incorporate some of it, but I don't want to do exactly what they're doing. You know what I mean? I don't know. So yeah, it's like that for me. And I think for a lot of people. Yeah, I think so too. Back to the procrastination. I'm curious Mm -hmm. about this, that um, kind what you're talking about, accepting that you're, you're a procrastinator in some ways, right. And saying, okay, that's, 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 that's allowed. That's okay. Has that acceptance led to less procrastinating? Has it affected how much you procrastinate? The fact that now like you've allowed it, you're not judging yourself for that to being like a bad thing. Has that changed how much you procrastinate? Yeah, I would have to say what's changed. The the only thing that's changed on that for me is now it's not on my mind. You know what I mean? It's not on my mind to be worried that, oh, I'm such a procrastinator. I don't care if you are or not. As long as it's not all that, I don't know how to put that because there is a level to where you don't want to procrastinate. Like somebody needs you, you know, you don't want to hold it off. So it is kind of like, you need to be aware that you are a procrastinator, but stop worrying about it. Just do better. When you know you got to do something on time, try to be a little earlier for it um, or get it done a little earlier. Um, But to worry about it, like, Oh, how am I going to change this? What practice do I need to be more aware of? Ah, I don't have time anymore um, for that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a procrastinator. I notice it and we'll do better. Um, and that's really as far as I'll take it these days. I just, cause it's, it's happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to you and the people who will view this, uh, you, you're, it's just constantly on your mind about how you're not the area that you want to be better in. You're not. And it seems like that thought is just always there. Dang it. There goes me prost- procrastinating again, man. I should no, 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 no. Enough. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being good to myself. I'm trying to be better, and that's all I've got. Um, it's not an overnight thing. You know, the things that you want to work on yourself is not going to be an overnight. The first thing is in what we're talking about now is Johnny Yoga. Is it in your mind first? Because that's where it starts. Do you notice? You know, like for me, the procrastination. Like I'd be in the moment of procrastinating like no I'm not going to do it and like and then you stop and you think well why don't I want to do that right now you know and you may go down that yana path of I don't want to do it right now because I don't like doing it or I don't agree with it and so you start understanding why you're not doing it um and it may be irrelevant at the end of the day you can go down that whole path and it's irrelevant just get it you know what I mean get it done but but what I'm saying is that thought of I'm not doing better in that area. I kind of give myself a break. I do. I give myself a break now. And I don't know if that comes with being older or going through many things in your life. I don't know what that is, but yeah. I, and I would have to say just to end that part of it is you really got to understand. And I don't know if this is out of context or character, but it's something that I definitely want to say. Um, there, there, I think it happens for all of us. There comes a point in your life where you just realize nobody is interested in your spiritual growth as much as you will be. Nobody. Mm-hmm. There will be no one on this planet. I don't care if it's your mother, your father, your guru. I don't care who it is. Nobody is more interested in your spiritual growth and your love for yourself and for everyone else than you will be. And that's really 
what I really want to say is they just won't. Nobody will be more concerned with it than you will. So why, why is that important for you to realize that that's the way it is? Because I think that a lot of times when you're not doing the thing that you think you should be doing, you know, you go to somebody and you say, help me with this. You know, I'm lost and it's great to get help from others. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying as you're doing that and as you're talking to someone about the lack of that's in your life, remember like for me, I have to remember, I'm telling them this and they're going to give me some good options. That's great. But they don't care about it more than I do. There's no way you could. And so when you don't do it, and I've done this before to people, this is how I know, you know, you try the thing that they tell you to do and it doesn't work. And you're like, you go back to them. Well, this hasn't worked. And then they give you something that this hasn't worked. And you realize they're, they're helping you out, but they're not going to be there for like, you know, let's say Guru says meditate more. Okay. And maybe you do meditate a little bit more, but whatever, not enough, or however you look at that. And you go back to him and say, I've meditated, I've meditated. Well, he's just going to tell you, okay, well then do this. And then you're going to go do that. And you'll go back to him and say, okay, it's not working. He's not interested whether, you know, you, he's interested in whether it works for you. I would assume, I don't know him, you know, I'm not trying to do that, but it just seems like nobody care, like not nobody cares. This is not, I don't know how I'm trying to. I think what you're, I think what you're saying is this, this, this this is a very personal experience that we're having. Right. 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 Is that that what you're saying? It's like, just, just acknowledge that like our relationships with ourselves are, are very intimate and we know ourselves better than anyone else is ever going to know us in a way. They might see stuff that we don't see, but like the totality of who we are, that information is more for us. Right. That's what I mean. I didn't mean like the guru doesn't care. It's just, He's only going to take it like he can't do it for you. Nobody can. He might, he might show some blind spots. Yeah, yeah. Some right? blind, exactly. Some blind spots. That's great. Yeah, I'm all for that. But like to assume that somebody cares more about your spirituality than you do is just nuts. It's just nuts. I, I don't subscribe to that. I don't believe it. I, I never have and I never will. Um, nobody cares more about you than you. Nobody does. And it's like, it's like in a way that's yeah. like maybe a, a scary thought. Cause it's like a burden to like take control of your life, but, but taking control in that kind of a way and saying, okay, I'm in, I'm in charge of my spiritual gro- growth. Like maybe that's going to lead to the liberation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a scary thing knowing that, Oh, wait a minute. It's just me in here doing this. And you know, it's between me and it's a very like, Oh crap. I don't know if I'm able to, um, if I'm up to the task of doing that, but you are, you know, we're all here and you'll do it. Um, and we will do it and everybody. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. Just keeping that in mind, which is hence the chilling part, you know, chill because nobody cares if you're chill, nobody in here, nobody cares <laughs> if internally you're chill, Like, <laughs> what's I got to do with them. So that's why I like the, the term and using it in my mind, I'm chilling, just chilling. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I want to ask you about the, about, and I don't know how this relates to what we've been talking about, but I just want to mention it because mm-hmm. honestly with you, it's like, it's one of the most um, apparent examples of what I'm going to say uh, that happens. And that's okay. So we've talked a lot about the internal experience that we're having in life, but then the effect that we also have with each other and being in a relationship as like our energy is, um, is being shared, right? It's like with you, 
more than anyone else, like you bring out this certain lightness uh, in me and silliness. Like, I'm <laughs> like, like, I don't know if you know that because you only know me when you're hanging out with me, but like, <laughs> uh, like often when I see you, like you, you just bring out this like very childlike nature in myself that, that I love, like, I love it so much. And like, maybe it comes from your, I think it does come from your priority of like being like relaxed. Like, let's just have fun. Like, let's be peaceful. Let's have a good time. Let's, let's honor our time. Um, and, and, and so I just, I, I just noticed that like the effect that we can have on each other like that, that's not the intention, but by doing this internal work and like really coming to this place of like relaxation and acceptance and everything, like, using me as an example, like by you doing that work, like you're very positively affecting me and giving me in a way permission to open up and have more fun in my life. Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much for that, Avi. Um, I'm glad that you said that because not often enough times do you realize that about yourself, what you're doing for folks. um, And you just don't. Um, And I'm glad that you said that. Uh, Yeah. I, I think a big part of that, is you know the always laughing or smiling is because what else are you gonna do i just don't like i just don't know what else you can do <laughs> like what do you mean be serious all the time or you know when people say oh you're always laughing is there something else to do <laughs> like I, I, <laughs> I just don't understand uh, <laughs> there's nothing else that feels as good right? yeah nothing else feels as good like why wouldn't i be laughing um and i get it you know all the time you know people say but you're always like that that's just you know me you know some because some of it is not always some of it's nervousness too you know some of it is I'm laughing because I'm nervous I'm laughing because I'm happy I'm laughing because I don't know what else to do like (laughs) um and laughing helps me um for me laughing is a good you know it helps me internally get over things but yeah I you know, you just don't know um, what you're doing for people until they tell you, like you just told me. So I think that's wonderful. And that also is inspiration because in that, that it's a little clue as to whether or not you're on the right road. So as you tell me that, I'm like, okay, so hmm. what I was doing or at whatever I'm doing um, is okay. It could always be better. Everything can always be better, but it's okay. Like I am helping someone be a little looser in their life, even if they don't tell me every day. Um, and hearing you say that is like, Oh, so I'm not so far off. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and that, and I'll be honest with you, there is, that is the disadvantage of not sharing your practice with people. Mm. Now there, you know, earlier we were saying all the advantages, there's an, a disadvantage that I'm at is I mean, not sharing my, my spiritual way or whatever stops me from getting the, the encouragement I need to keep going, you know, like you just did to me. So yeah, that there, there's a downfall to that. Um, so yeah, it's a give and take. How, how about this though? I think we are sharing, right? The difference is between just sharing and sharing with words. Right? right. So like putting words in their proper place. Yeah. I, I think a lot about um, the limitations of words. Like words are amazing. They allow us to communicate. Right. But like, yeah. it seems that we're like addicted to them and we think that words can describe like everything. Right. Uh, when, when they really can't. So in terms of like sharing, right. And I think that's, what's going on too, like in terms of our deeper spiritual um experiences like they're so hard to like describe like you know when i go really go to that place like 
really going to describe what this is like to someone else. Like, right, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like it, words can never describe, no, describe what, what, no. What's, what's happened, but who I am that can like, yes. so like the, the ripple effects from doing the work yourself that is being shared by your presence. Yes. Much more than your words. Yes. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. And Avi, I don't mean to go back so much, but you know, you were asking me in the long, I mean, we're on the same uh, page here, but when you were asking me about, you know, sharing your spiritual practice or letting people know what you're doing in that regard, um, we were talking about that. The one thing I wanted to mention was hearing Satchidananda talk about it um, in his books or other gurus is I really took it to heart when they say, be careful about who you share your experiences with, because a lot of times you're going to get an opinion back. Well, I don't know if you should do that way because, you know, blah, 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 studies come out. And the more you get, for me anyway, the more opinions I get about what I am doing, the less I get secure with myself. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not, you know, and then you're so that's the, one of the, another major reason why I don't like telling people what my spiritual work is going on in here is because you get the opinions and it's not an opinion thing. Like I, you know what I mean? It's not for me anyway, it's not an opinion. I don't care what you think I'm doing. Um, I'm doing it and it's making me happy. If it wasn't, then I guess we should look at it differently. But uh, yeah, so that's the other thing. And I've heard so many people, so many great gurus, spiritual people speak about it. Like, no, you don't want other people's opinions, which is maybe why they went into the mountains, you know, into a cave, because you're just, I don't want to hear what you have to think or have to say about my spiritual work. Um, and I think it's important if you're not looking for it, I think it's important. I, so I agree with that. Um, yeah. There's like a, a purity in figuring it out on our own, right. Without any other kind of bias or anything. It's just like, can I look at this yeah. objectively? Like what is, what is going on? And yeah. can I trust in what I find? Like, I don't need validation from someone else. Like I, this is the truth, the way that I see it. Right. And that's it. That's, right. that's the truth. Right. Yeah. It's because in order for someone to truly be able to advise you, they would have to know everything about your life or you would be telling them. And there's certain, and there are things, whether you do it subconsciously or not, as I, as you tell somebody your story, there are things you're going to leave out because they're maybe too embarrassing or you're, you know what I mean? But everything contributes to why you're feeling that way in the moment. So if you are not truthful with someone as you're saying, okay, this is going on in my life and I need it, blah, blah, blah. There's some things you're leaving out, like the fact that you were lackluster in it. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's that other reason who, you know, unless you have that person in your life that you've told everything to. Um, you can't. Yeah, 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 no, yeah no, you no, can't. Impossible. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so that's how I feel about that type of thing. Like, yeah, that's just how I feel. No one really knows me I know myself and uh yeah and like I said it's not all that we're talking about here it seems like you don't need anybody that's not what I'm saying I definitely think you need community um I definitely think you need good friends around you uh, a good peer I, I I don't take any of that away I wouldn't be here speaking about it um without other people so it's not that I'm just saying there's a certain point that if you've been practicing or Maybe if you haven't, but if you've been practicing, there's a level of, okay, enough of all the 
guard, you know, the stuff coming in, like enough learning, more books to read, more sutras, more, enough. Either you got it or you don't. Like, you know, that's how God has spoken to me. Like, look, dude, you've read tons of books. You know, <laughs> you, you've practiced yoga for a long time. You like get with it. Like, you know what I mean? Just do it. Live, be. Um, and so, yeah. Live, be. Relax, yeah, chill. live, be, yeah. You're going to figure it out. And that's what I want to tell people is you're going to figure it out. It's not like God gave certain people the, the, the know-how to get to him and he left you out. If you want it, you will figure it out. It may be a long road, but you are going to figure it out. And everybody will. If you want it, you will figure it out. And nothing can stop it. Nothing, not a person, not a loss of a job, not a loss of another human being will ever stop you from getting to the, to know the yourself or becoming the best version of yourself. It can't be stopped. If you're looking for it and you want it, you'll get it. It may be a long road, but you will get it. And knowing that and having that, no, just knowing that, that God didn't leave you out and took everybody else knowing that that you're included and you have the right to live your life any way you want and you'll still be a godly person and you can still be man that's powerful and that you can't take away you can't take that from me and that's i think huge like that's huge that's everything that that that's everything that enables you to do whatever it is you want to do in this world and, and if you don't want to do anything that's great too it's it's everything knowing that you got God with you and nobody can take it away and you will get enlightened. You will. People say, Oh, you're not enlightened. Don't listen to those folks. God's, so is it God, God's trying to show you. Yeah. And just allow him to show you. Yeah. Let or him show her, you. it, whatever it is, it, whatever allow, it is. Allow God to show you. Yep. Allow God to do it. Cause he will, it will happen. It will happen. You will happen. It will happen. If you want it, if you don't want it, I don't know what to say to you, but if you want it, it, you're going to get it. Like, that's just all there is to it. And no one person is going to be the only, like, yeah, it's not going to be one person that gets you there. Like you think, Oh, if I just meet this guru, no, you may meet that guru and you still ain't got it. Um, or if I meet this one person, if I meet this movie star who I think is so great, then uh, no, you know, it's you. And that's great. Mm -hmm. I know it's scary at first, but that's great. Ultimately, it's you. And he he didn't leave. It didn't leave you out. You're included in all of this. So I would like to say that to people like, don't worry about enlightenment. Enlightenment is whatever you think it is. It's whatever you want it to be. It's wonderful. It's love. It's treating people with kindness. I don't know. It's it's not just one way. It's not just, oh, you're enlightened if you have all if you look a certain way and you stand a certain way and you say certain things. I'll get out of here. That's not a determination. I, um, I go with the rule of how I know somebody is, you know, quote unquote enlightened or what I think about that is how you treat me. That's it. You treat me like you treat everybody else. And that could be bad. Like you may treat me horrible, but if I see you treating everybody horrible, that means you're just being you, you know, you're treating everybody the same, um, same thing. Good. Like it depends on how you make me feel and I notice that enlightened people that we assume that are enlightened, they make you feel like you're somebody. They make you feel like you or that they make you feel like you're not not somebody. Um, they make you feel included there. It's not so much paying attention to you like, oh, how are you doing? But it's just uh, they treat you like the same, you know, no different, no worse than they would treat anybody else. And that to me is everything. 
Um, that's what I think an enlightened human being is. Um, how you treat me. Um, do you notice my my insecurities and point them out and tell every, you know what I mean? Like, that's not somebody who makes me feel good. Somebody who makes me feel good makes me think that I can do it too. I can be just like Satchitananda and there's nothing stopping me. And, and yeah, so that's what I think about enlightenment. I think it's about how they make you feel, how they treat you when you're horrible and you're not good at something or you're not good and right then and there, are they still good to you? Like, do they still treat you kind or do they dump all over you because you're not doing what they want? Um, that to me shows me an enlightened human being. Um, so yeah, I'm not impressed with the magic tricks and the, you know, the Shakti pod and all that. Oh, get out of here. Um, you know, how do you make me feel? You make me feel like I can be somebody, like I can do this. I can live here in this world and be my own. And you have a right yeah. to be. Yeah, I have a right to be. And it, it, even if I don't want to do anything, say I don't want to become anybody, maybe I don't want to be number one at something. That's okay, too. And that's how those people make you feel like you're okay, just how you are. Relax. And so that's an enlightened human being. And that could be you, Avi. You know, you, um, all my friends, you know, I've got a lot of, no, I should take that back. I don't have a lot of friends. I have a lot of acquaintances, but the friends that I do have, they make me feel good. And those people are mine to me. I like all my friends, you, Zach, anybody. I always look at you like, wow, like amazing. Like, holy crap. How do they do all that? And then like when we, when we meet and I know you're busy, you still manage to hear one or two words of what I've got to say. And that's huge to me. That's huge. And that to me means you're enlightened. I'm like, oh, that's an enlightened being. He's handling this. He's got a family. He's good at work. He's kind to me at work. He, you know, and he's kind to everybody else. Like that's in line. This goes back to what you say. It goes both ways. How do they, they make you feel? And that's why I kind of brought this up, you know, to say that the effect that we have, and that's what's, what's, what's wonderful on our path of, of growth and and learning is that the ripple effects that come from doing, it could give us great encouragement, right? That by, by really doing this work, it's, it can positively affect other people and give them encouragement. No, that's, that's my fire. That's my motivation for, for really getting down to it and say, okay, I want to clean myself up. I want to get clean. Like if I'm serious about service and, and, and doing good for other, other people, that's the best way I'm going to do it is just by becoming more and more genuine and whole and clean myself. That's the motivation. That's Um, Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Man, Vyasa, uh, fun. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so great. glad we did this. Like I said, we've been talking about doing it for so long. So all the time we'll be having conversations. And it's just like, we, we should be recording this right now. Like, what are, you, what are we doing? Yes, every time. I know it's crazy. Every time we talk, we're like, we should record this. So I'm glad that we finally got to do this. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely in great gratitude to you and to the ashram and to the people who run the ashram who've been here from the beginning to the to now um and even if they weren't here and i didn't meet them um i'm just in total gratitude for Mm. the people that i'm around and it's just a wonderful experience um getting to know everybody here um not that i'm going anywhere anytime soon but it's just like I told you before, there's not enough gratitude to show you, even as you're you being my friend. There's just not enough. Like, all I can do is say thank you and do right, because this is amazing. I didn't and I don't think many people I hope hopefully when people see this, they know that 
it's just nuts how connected you can get when you're away from the hustle and bustle and the things that open up for you um, are just amazing. And I will say this, people who want to come here for an extended period of time do know this, that as you're, you get here, it's all new and it's great. And you will come to a low where you hate everybody and you're like, oh, this whole place is just <laughs> nuts. You'll get to that. But if you can see that through and I don't I can't tell you how long it lasts because it could last a year. It could last however long you want it to last. But if you can get through that part where you just hate everybody and you think it's the crappiest place to be and you're if you can get through that, I promise you. If you can just wait it, you don't have to do much. You just got to wait it out. You got to wait it out. And if you can do that, I'm telling you, it, the fruit of it afterwards, because it's it's an adjustment period because you get on the high, everything's wonderful. And then you come to the low and people don't like the low. And they're like, you know what? This low is lasting too long. I'm out of here. If you can get through that, I promise you the nectar, the fruit is just so damn, it's so good. That's that, really low. I think what you're talking yeah. about is true for any low, any, any, any really challenging experience that we're going through. If you could just be with it. Yeah. And right? hold on. Just, 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 just allow it and, 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 and hold on. It's becoming more and more of my refuge is just to have patience when I am in those kind of ruts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's great. Like I said, I'm loving it and yeah. And yeah, I'm just loving it. I think it's great. And yeah, it's good stuff. But it is good stuff, man. And I'm, I'm really grateful to have you around. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. And uh, thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll be glad to do it. All right. All right. Later, brother. Take care. Later, buddy. Bye. Home. Home. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content and think others might as well, please feel free to share and subscribe.